So today, you are welcome to our fourth episode on a session that has to do with 10 things you need to know before you lose your job. Um, in our previous episode, we have talked about do not isolate yourself, um, developing a strategic, uh, sorry, career plan and what you need to know about developing a career plan. But today, we're going to focus on how to develop a corporate social enterprise strategy plan, which I think is very strategic very very important if you're an SME person or you run a social enterprise by social enterprise you mean an NGO and all the non-profit driven business that you are running within that context so uh, first of all my name is Jasper Okachuku and I work with Employment Shift as a strategic lead so we're going to be looking at how to develop a corporate or social enterprise strategic plan in three basic steps um, and I'm going to create a picture in your head. Just imagine you have an ice in the water and that ice has a tip of it that is on air. You can see it, but most part of the ice is inside the water. What that means is the foundation that holds the ice, that makes it stand boldly inside the water, is already inside. But the tip that you are seeing is what everybody sees. So what I'm trying to say is we're going to talk about how to develop a corporate strategic plan in two steps, in three steps, sorry. Two of the steps, just imagine they are what you find inside the water. But what everybody sees is up. That's the third step. So let's start with the first step, which we see as the foundation. The principle of developing a strategic plan, or even starting a business social enterprise, says that there must be a problem you want to solve. So whether it's a business, whether it's a social enterprise, it's about solving problem. And problem defines what the business is going to look like. So you can't start a business social enterprise that there is no problem to solve when you start. So just imagine uh, you come into a community and they all have shoes. There are 3,000 people in that community and there's already five, six, seven companies already posing shoes and they're all buying shoes. Automatically, it's obvious that shoes are not problems of people in that community. So you can't just go there and start another business that has to do with shoes. Especially when their culture is embedded in those kind of shoes they already wear. Uh, you may find a niche of market if you look deeper into it. But it's going to take you a lot of work. You need to really work hard to get that done. But imagine if they don't wear shoes in that community. And their culture says they don't wear shoes. But there are implications around this issue. And, I, and I'll use the butter story. Most of you must have known butter shoes. For those of you who were born... So we're around 1960, 70s, and 80s, and probably early 90s, you understand this. There's a company called Bata Shoes. When they sent their representative to Africa, Kenya precisely, to go and look at possibility of establishing in Africa, uh, Bata Shoes, the first guy they sent came into Africa. He looked around Kenya, most communities have gone across Africa, and people don't wear shoes. He came back and he said, I'm sorry, we can't establish butter shoes in Africa. Why for him? People don't wear shoes. So in his own perception, there's no problem. And there's no reason to go and establish that business because there's no problem of shoe wearing. So shoe is not even in the equation, talk less of having the problem of shoe wearing for him. Couple of years later, butter shoes sent another representative to Africa. When he came, he went across and noticed that people were not wearing shoes. For him, that is which market. So it means that, wow, there's need for shoes. Is a problem because if you don't wear shoes, you're going to be having problems of wounds and whatever it is on your legs and jams and whatever you need to go through. And he said, wow, this is a huge market. So he went back and said, 
they don't wear shoes, what it means for us is that there's a market available for us. So why am I giving these examples? One, every business, every social type price is based on an existing problem. Two, this existing problem is defined by your perception as a business or social enterprise person. See, sometimes problems can still exist, but if you perceive them wrongly, you will still not build an awesome business around it. But if you have a right perception around problem, it's easier for you to build a business around that. The third point I wanted to raise in this direction is this. you need to look at the magnitude and scope of the problem and all the dynamics around that and how you're going to communicate this. So whether we like it or not, for every business strategy, corporate strategy, or social enterprise strategy, the first thing you need to begin to look at is what is the existing problem that you want to solve. Very important. And that is the tip and the foundation, foundation of every business that you need to look at. So the first step to developing a corporate or social enterprise strategy is to ask yourself what is the problem. The second step is, which is still part of the first uh, uh, foundational thing you need to work on, is you need to have a vision, you need to have a mission, and you need to look at the values that is going to drive your corporate or social enterprise. So let's start with vision. So um, let's just use the Batashu as an example. The second guy went back and said, they don't wear shoes. It means there's market for us. What does that mean? It means that in his own head, he has a vision in Africa where people are going to wear shoes. And has a vision. So he needs to arrive at a destination where people don't wear shoes. Now they need to start wearing shoes. In his head, he needs to understand what kind of future do I want to see when they begin to wear shoes? How am I going to communicate this? How am I going to go about it and stuff like that? So this is somebody who has perceived problem, right? And he has defined the vision around those problems. So your vision looks at where are we going, your destination. So this Batash shoes is going to move Africa from a continent where people don't wear shoes to a continent where people now wear shoes. So you see, this vision is still based on the problem. So most of the social enterprises I see or corporate organizations I see is that most times we are profit-driven. So what that does does that it takes away our eye from the problem and it also takes our, away our eye from the goal, which is the vision itself. So there's a problem and the vision is defined around this problem. The second thing is mission. So mission is not talking about where you are going. Mission is not talking about how you are going to go to that place. So it's important to have a vision first. So let's say you are go I'm going to fly from the capital of Nigeria, Abuja, and I'm flying to Johannesburg, which is South Africa, or maybe Cape Town in South Africa. I already have a vision on where I'm going, but the mission defines how. So how am I going to go? I need to pick up a flight from Abuja to Johannesburg or Cape Town in South Africa. So your vision is very important and your mission is very important. The third thing that has to do with values. You see, People sometimes see values are things that you just write on putting your organization and you just walk away around it and it makes you look good. No. Values are beyond just written words. Values are lifestyles. They are the core values that drive the business. They are the day-to-day -day things that you do that shapes how you go about it. So I give you for instance, in employment for us, one of our values is future. What does that mean for us? What it means for us is that as we go about our business, influencing how work, thinking and education is done in Africa. What it also means for us is that we are looking at what would the future look like. So you see how our values define our work. One of other values we have is what we call women, humanity. 
So what that means for us is this. Whether we like it or not, as long as we're going to talk about the influence or going to influence how people work, think, and learn, it means that we also need to begin to look at it. We need to persuade of things that people need to know in order to find safety, in order to find success, in order to find progress in everything that they do. We're not going to do it within the boundaries of trying to manipulate or teach or deceive people. No. What it means for us is that we need to make people progress. That is humanity. So we're looking at the future as a core value for us. We're also looking at humanity. So if you run a social enterprise and you run a business and you're defining your corporate or social enterprise strategy, you need to have a set of values. Most times I always advise you just stick with five values, for instance, and not more than that. But what it means is that your business is going to be built around these values. So anytime people walk into your business or see your product or see the things you do, they can see these values. So that's why when you talk about the quality of a product, you begin to say, no, this one cannot do this. Why? Because their values have defined how they do things. So values are a very critical part of a strategic plan. So the first thing we have talked about within the first level of the strategic things you need to do when you develop a strategic plan is this. You need to understand what is the problem. The second, you need to understand what is the vision, mission, and values. These are two critical steps that are very important. And the first thing you need to do when you want to do develop a strategic plan for your corporate organization or corporate business or social enterprise. So we'll get to the second step. This comes with about four blocks. The first, first block in this is your thematic focus. Bone said thematic focus. It looks like big English, but I'll, I'll break it down in a way that you understand. When you go to a business or an organization, they say, let me start with the business. They say, this is department of marketing, department of digital, department of IT, whatever they call about it. Those departments are based on some foundational issues. So you, are, you have a problem and say that you have vision and mission and values, but you know, Everybody in your own organization are not just going to work within the same department. They're going to be different departments. What thematic focus does for you is that it helps you understand what kind of department, what kind of operations are you going to run. And I'll give you an instance for those in the corporate uh, or social enterprise. So uh, I used to work with some NGOs and stuff like that. And sometimes I used to work in social development department at the point I headed it, social development and rehabilitation. There are also a department of research, but social development and rehabilitation has its own mandate, its own goal that it has to pursue, which is different from the department of research, which is different from admin, which is different from accounting. How? Because while they are going the same direction, they have a different role to play than when it comes to convergence together, you not have them achieve those goals. So whether you like it or not, if you run a business, let's say you run a shoemaking business, somebody is going to buy the materials you need to produce the shoes or you are going to buy the whatever process that needs to go there. There's also a process of developing those shoes and there's a process of marketing. These are three processes already. So if you work in an established medium and small scale business, for instance, you already have three departments. Department that invest and spend their time on getting the materials that is required, you need a department that spends their time on the redevelopment of the shoes, and you also need a department that spends their time on marketing the shoes. People will not come with different kind of skills and capacity to your business. They will come with the one that relates to what they have to offer. So what does that mean? Is that you need to define what is the thematic focus of your business. Most times, it's within the context of three. Sometimes it can be more than that, but if you are a small and middle-scale enterprise, or an SME, or social enterprise, I will always encourage you, just have three, but put all of the strategic focus and thematic objective into these three. So what that means is you have to divide your business into sessions, into segments, into 
platforms that are different, but at the same time, they are all working towards achieving the same vision, mission, and values. But they are going to have their own different goals. So that takes us to the second block we want to talk about in this context. Each of those departments need to have their own goal. So if you have a marketing department, for instance, they need to have their own strategic goals. If you have a production department, they need to have their own strategic goals. If you have a department that has to do with investing and looking for funds, they need to have their... What does that mean for you is this? Let me give you an example of two goals. The production department, for instance, can say, we're going to be producing 10 shoes every day, multiplied by the month, multiplied by the year. If you put that all together, it means that they need to have a plan that helps them achieve that, but that is their goal. So every time, every day, every month, every year, at the end of the day, are going to measure, did they achieve these goals? So if you are going to be producing 10 shoes per day, then you multiply that per month. In that also somehow defines the goal of those in the marketing department. What does that also mean? They need to say they're going and say, fine, if we're going to be producing 10 shoes per day, it means that we need to begin to look at how we're we going to market at least 10 shoes per day. So that you are not going to be producing things that will just be in stock. But that is a goal. It doesn't mean you're going to achieve it, but it means that you're setting up strategic goals to be able to achieve the things you need to, you're working, you're, you're, you're producing in your company. And the same thing with the social enterprise. Every department, whether it's research or whatever department you have in your own interview, they need to have their own goal defined. But at the end of the day, all those goals converge together to achieve the same vision. But it means that people need to know what are they focusing on. If they are bringing their strength and capacity and skills to your own business or social enterprise, they need to bring it to a, and align to a, an area that works for them and achieve that strategic goal. Everybody is not going to be in accounting department or admin or programs. These are three different departments that need to function. But when they bring their skill, it focuses on a particular issue. But at the end of the day, when they converge together, it now helps you achieve your vision, mission, and values that you are looking at and that solves the problem because it is the problem that is the tip and the basis. The third thing we need to look at when you talk about corporate and social enterprise strategy plan is this, is the concept of SWOT analysis. SWOT means S, strengths, W, weaknesses, O, opportunities, C, threats. And let me start with strengths. You see, for every business, whether it's social enterprise or corporate business, you need to understand that you're not going to have everything working for you. There are some things that you have as your strengths there are some things you're going to have as your weaknesses. So let me give you, for instance, I'm going to be stay, I'm producing shoes, maybe I'm butter shoes, for instance, and I'm going to be producing shoes. Maybe I have the skill of being able to produce this shoe, but I don't understand how to market these shoes. It means that I'm going to be looking for people who have this capacity. But how am I going to define and understand what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, for instance? Is that I need to first sit down first of all and look at the entire business cycle and find out what do we need to do and what which area and what do I have skills and strengths and capacities for and what do I not have strengths and capacity for. So that helps you see your strengths and helps you see your weaknesses. It also now shapes your mind of who should you go and look for to work for you, to partner with you, or to strategically engage to be able to deliver your products. So that you're not going to get in people who have the same kind of skills and strength with you. But it means that that same weakness will still exist. I'm, I'm saying it in the context of an SME who don't have all the resources to do all of this that you require. So look for people who have the kind of strength, who have the kind of uh, strength that you don't have, that are your weaknesses. If it's a social enterprise, it descends in all contexts. So that you use your own strengths and you focus on 80-20 principles. So you do 20 things that are very strategic but, uh, but make sense for you. Not necessarily 20 things, but 20% of the things that you need to do. You focus on your strengths and then leave the remaining 80% for those who have strength in that direction. Because it's your own weakness. But when it now comes together, you're not 
as of all the values that you need to be able to achieve your goal. Now, let's look at the idea of opportunities and threats. What are the opportunities? So, but our shoes came to Africa for instance, and discovered people don't wear shoes. But this is an opportunity. So, one key point here is about perception. So, your perception helps you see is this an opportunity or a threat. For the first person that came, it was a threat. It means that you won't come. We're not going to sell our shoes because people don't have the culture of wearing shoes. For the second person that came, it was not a threat. It was an opportunity. People don't wear shoes. What it means for us is that there's an opportunity to sell our shoes. So, perception shapes everything you're going to do. And you need to work on your mindset, which is very business. You see, whether it's a business or a social enterprise, how you think defines everything. See, if you have a strategic plan that is awesome and wear it, and you don't have the right perception and thought processes, it still probably will not work because you need a right perception to be able to drive what you need to do. So, opportunity defined is mostly determined by how you see things. Not necessarily that they don't exist. So, there are always opportunities. So, you need to sit down and look at what are opportunities for your businesses in the environment that you're going to function. What are the threats? Sometimes your threats can be who are the competitors. What are the existing policies? What are the existing laws? What are issues about tasks that is going to drive down my business and also increase the cost of operations and production that is going to make me not make a kind of profit I'm, I need to make? Are there people who are going to fund those kind of things here running a social enterprise? So I give, for instance, if I'm running a social enterprise in, in, in Nigeria, for instance, that has six regions, but let me look at it within the context of the northern and southern Nigeria, and I'm looking at issues about access to education. I'm probably going to get funding to do access to education projects in the north because that is where you have a lot of people who doesn't have access to education. It's a big problem. So you have about 30 million children who are not in school. It's a problem. That is where the problem exists. But if I come to the south, it does not mean I can't get those kind of funding, but the chances are higher in the north than in the south. So you need to be looking at opportunities and see how does it work and you put it in place. The same thing with threats. So that people start a business, it's awesome, it's working. But one day you just discover that the government waits for money and say, no, we don't want this to happen. So I'll give you an instance. There used to be people who write, there's what they call Okadara, those who use their machines and do transport business. In some states in Nigeria, for instance, those is no longer existing. Government woke up and say, no, you can't do this in these states. Those businesses went down. These are laws. So you need to begin with what are the possible threats around your business in terms of what decision the government can take tomorrow, the existing laws and where it's going, and issues around policies that are already existing, even issues around tax. It's very important because in most countries in Africa, multiple taxation is a very business and killing our businesses. So you need to look at those kind of issues. You don't have the capacity to begin to advocate for those kind of changes to happen, mostly as an SME. But you have the capacity to first look and say, how are you going to go about this? If that is going to be a problem, do we need to change the location of our production and stuff like that? So that's why you see most big businesses look for tax heaven to be able to do their things and walk away. Or maybe in the Western world, that's why you see most businesses and big men putting their money in the development sector, in NGO work, so that they don't pay tax and they walk away with it and they spend their money in that direction. So they run away from paying tax. So as an SME, you need to be very smart and sharp and look at what are the likely threats you're going to face in your business so that you don't invest a lot of money in your business and then it does not work. Let me share one typical example. You go start a restaurant, for instance. You start a restaurant in an environment where, uh, uh, if you look at the land mapping, the geography, the government has not really allocated those kind of places for businesses. One government changes, another government comes and says, no, we're going to take away these places. But you have invested money starting that restaurant. And you are putting some level of infrastructures that whether you like it or not, 
the government is going to take it away and you're going to lose money. So maybe why don't you look at put temporary resources into those kind of places, put temporary infrastructure and structure into kind of places, and those kind of business. When the government pulls it, that you know they are not going to lose a lot, and that's why you need to think that what are the threats, what are the opportunities, so that you don't invest money in the wrong place, and at the end of the day, you lose your business. It doesn't make sense. And this is the kind of thing that having a working strategic plan or a corporate strategic plan does for you, because it helps you think broad and look at this issue. The third thing we need to look at in this context, or the fourth thing we need to look at in this context, we have talked about thematic focus, short analysis, and strategic goals. For a social enterprise, you need to consider who are your stakeholders. For a business, you need to consider who are your customers and your clients. So let's look at the context of social enterprise. Who are your stakeholders? If you are starting an, an NGO, your social enterprise focuses on education. Obviously, the Ministry of Education at the state or local government or federal level, depending on the country that you are functioning from and the structure of governance, are your stakeholders. The students themselves are your stakeholders. Parents are your stakeholders at different levels, but you need to sit down and do a mapping of this your stakeholder and what is your level of engagement and how are you going to engage them? What kind of influence are, going, are they going to be bring to your social enterprise? The same thing with somebody who's running a corporate business and SME. You need to figure out who are your customers? What is their buying power? What is their paying power? What is the, the, the chances that they are going to step out of the environment to come to your business? Do you need to run with the digital platform? If you want to run with the digital platform, is internet access uh, is something that is available in that kind of environment? If it's not available, how will you be running a digital platform that people don't have access to internet? And stuff like that. So you need to pay attention to those kind of things and analyze your customers and clients and stakeholders. Understand the issues, understand the opportunities, understand the threats that they bring on the table, the level of influence. And it's very strategic. By the time you understand it and put it down in a well detailed format, it is easy for you to engage. So that's why you see some business when they're engaging customers and they're talking to you, they probably have sat down and looked at customer analysis and they're speaking to the things that relate to people like you. The way they communicate to you may not be the way they communicate to another customer. Why? Because there's a detailed strategic plan that helps them understand different kind of customers. The same thing with stakeholders. But if you don't have that, it becomes a problem. And one key thing you need to look at as a businessman or social enterprise that when people access your business, you need to put a database system that helps you get access to their information. So what data does is that over time, you can always analyze it and use it to understand your customer better. So if you don't have a data system that captures who your customer is an issue and analyze those data, because sometimes you can have a data but you are not using it. Analyze those data and put it in perspective. It makes a lot of sense for you. And over the years, you can use it to analyze your customer. It can even become a business for you if you know how to use those kind of data. And I think one of these days we are going to produce a podcast on use of data for SMEs and social enterprise. So I spent some time to look at the first level of thing that you need to look at when you are developing a corporate or social enterprise strategy plan, which has to do with the context or the foundation of every business or every social enterprise, your vision, mission, values, and the problem you want to solve. The second foundation we have talked about has to do with the SWOT analysis, the thematic focus, the strategic goals, your stakeholders, customers, or clients. Now, if you have all of these things in place, you now take you to the third major thing you need to look at. You need to have an implementation plan for a social enterprise or you need to have an operational plan for a business. So, we operational or implementation plan and say in the next one year, this is what we are going to be doing. Remember that in the second, in the first stage of you, you have talked about your vision and mission. And based on your vision and mission, you have been able to develop a strategic goal of where you are going or what you need to do and how you need to go about it and stuff like that. But now in the, in the implementation plan or an operational plan, you need to define it further. Per day, per week, per month, per year, short-term, long-term, medium-term goals. Very, very important. What are your operational plans? What is the timeline? Who is going to do this? Which department is going to involve in this? 
when, what do they need to deliver, and where are they going to do it? So if you have department of marketing, how do they need to carry their shoes in terms of logistics to the customer? Are customers going to come to your shop? Are you going to do self-delivery and stuff like that? You need to have a proper operational plan that brings these things to details or an implementation plan that helps you shape an engagement. So if you are going to employ somebody, what should be their role? Your operational plan helps them see their day-to-day activities. But again, those things that have to do with vision, mission, problems, core values, short analysis, strategic plan, and stuff like that, gives them an understanding of why you are doing this so that they can go to business and do it. So at the end of this, there are three key steps for strategic plan, and I'm going to retrace it again. The first step is the SME and Social Enterprise Foundation. It is the basic foundation, and it has to do with the vision, mission, values, and problem. Any SME or social enterprise that does not have this is not likely going to succeed. You are going to make a lot of mistakes and go through a lot of failures until you deal with these parts. So that's why you have people who start business and they don't succeed, or that's why you have people social enterprise and they don't succeed, because they don't have this part in place. If you have this part in place, it gives you passion even in the midst of failure. It gives you consistency in the midst of failure, even in your mistake. It gives you an understanding, wow, this thing still exists. We have not got it, but we have to keep moving because your eye is in the goal, it's in the problem that you want to solve. If you don't understand the problem, if you don't understand your vision and mission and core values, you are not going to succeed with this. The second step has to do with the process stage. It has to do with the engagement, the scope of your business or social enterprise, the direction you are going for has to do with short and medium time goals and also long time goals and the people you need to get involved. And that has to do with you sitting down and doing your strengths, weaknesses and opportunities and threat analysis, which is the SWOT analysis, defining your strategic goals that are based on your vision, mission and values. Also have a thematic focus that looks at how is each department that you are going to function with going to run. Sometimes it's a one-man business, but within the context of one-man business again, you also need to define your thematic focus. What are the processes and goals and the thematic focus of the businesses around getting the materials that you need, production processes, and also the marketing processes, even if you are the one-man business. So that as you grow, you know what exactly when you're getting people as staff, as partners, as strategic engagement, what are they going to focus on? So don't look at it from the perspective. It must be a big business. It's not necessarily a big business issue. It's an issue of the structure. It's an issue of infrastructure you need to run your business. The next thing there is the stakeholders and customer and client that you require. Then once you have this second stage in place, this first and second stage is what people don't see. It is not always in the public space. People can come to your office and see your vision and mission hang there. Nothing wrong with that. But whether you like it or not, they don't see the vision and the understanding that as you see it. It is for you to communicate it, not just to your staff, for, for these people. But whether you like it or not, these are the foundations that run your business. They are the underlining principles. The principle that is above is the implementation and operational plan. This is the part that people see that helps you deliver your product to them. They see the final product and stuff like that and you market it. So they are all awesome and important and it's very strategic. I think that maybe in the forthcoming podcast, I'm going to spend time and probably detail each of these factors in the strategic plan because they are all one class or two or three class issues that you need to run through to understand it better. And as time goes on, we're going to open opportunities for people to throw questions on these kind of issues. And we're going to answer those kind of questions as we produce. So thank you very much for joining us in today's podcast. We are today we're talking about how to develop a corporate or social enterprise strategy plan. I'm sure that it makes a lot of sense for you. And you are free feel free to send us emails or write to us to ask questions. Our email is info at employmentship.com or you can go to our website at www.employmentship.com or any of the social media, whether it's Twitter uh, Facebook or Instagram, you can always find us at Employment Suite and get back to us. I will give you all the details that you need. Thank you very much for joining us in today's episode. The next episode on things you need to know before you lose your job or businesses is going to come within the week. Thanks. <music>